if we bring some rum with us, he can always offer to share. Unfortunately, you are not Oathkill. You don't have that instinct. So Crowley, how about your beliefs? Pretty straightforward and simple here. Avoid being eaten by the giant ants or killed <laughs> by the giant ants. Like I said, say, don't, not, don't care whether they eat me or not if I'm killed. Find treasure in the, in the ancient city and uh, ensure this other group doesn't interfere with our acquisition of riches. Seems straightforward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a simple man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he wants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't want to be killed by giant ants. He wants to find some treasure and not be obstructed in his attempt at finding treasure. I mean, it's there we go. Lessons from that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he's not dealing with this complex uh, back. <laughs> Yar, I'm a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Uh, and Wilton, how about Wilton's beliefs? Uh, so number one, I adore her, so I would do my best to show her ladyship that my way is the right way. <laughs> number two, as always, I will make sure her ladyship doesn't get into trouble. And number three, I will prove my devotion to her ladyship by doing as she commands. Hmm. I think belief one and two are probably a little too similar. It would be difficult for me to to judge whether I'm leading or following. No, uh, one and two are both about controlling Susan's actions. Oh, right? I got you. Oh, one and two. Oh, I got you. Yeah, and technically, I've I've kind of have done number two more than once. Yeah, or tried to. <laughs> Since we may actually do something, I uh, I'll change that to I will retrieve the retrieve the treasure of this lost city for her ladyship. He's a one-track kind of guy, this uh, Godfrey. <laughs> yep, yep. And my instincts still work. Shoot first, ask questions later. Always rescue the fair damsel. It's so much a pirate. I'm more of a, what's his name from uh, Will, from Pirates of the Caribbean. You're, you're like that annoying player that is in every Poison game who insists on, on uh, being heroic, uh, wooing the governor's daughter by being nice, uh, you know, not not being a horrible pirate, basically. <laughs> I mean, if you look at my look at my at my life at my life life track, I never was a pirate. Yeah, that's true. Well, <laughs> depending on how you see it, you are one now. <laughs> You're part of a crew. <laughs> so, how about your stuff then, Susan? Finally, I w- I know that went really quickly. <laughs> yeah, I'm still looking at this. Right now, it's worded as to understand our potential rivals. We should investigate the other camp. I mean, if 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 you think that matters to you, like if that's something that that Tad wants to do, then absolutely. We already have a a, a belief from Crowley that is to ensure that that this other group, if they are there, does not interfere. So you're probably going to run into them if they're around. Otherwise, I wouldn't be honoring that belief. Okay. Um, it's a pretty safe bet that, that something or or someone from that camp is going to show up, right? So it could be about understanding the rivals. It could be, still be about understanding the environment. I mean, if you come upon this other group and they've been here a while, they'll certainly have more information about the place than you do. Whether they'll be willing to vouchsafe that information to you is a different story, of course. You were 
that was almost getting me to to understand our potential rivals. We should speak to them if confronted, or if we meet them. I mean, that that's kind of potential, though. Like, what is the goal? Like, should you go meet them? Should you see if there's safety in numbers? Should you, you know, have they been eaten by the ant? Have they defended themselves? <laughs> right? Yeah, being down to three people, it is going to be hard getting back alone. So the goal would, I think a, a reasonable goal would be to um, seek temporary alliance. Yeah. I think that's a wonderful way of of putting conflict <laughs> between your belief and, and Crowley's belief, right? <laughs> oh yeah, we st- we should totally team up, and then they'll want the treasure. And <laughs> I like it. So that would be not to understand our potential rivals, but um, to get out alive afterwards. To come out of this in one piece or alive or whatever you want to put it as. Yeah, to come out of this alive, we should seek temporary alliance. And I didn't read my instincts, which are uh, never pass up a chance at new knowledge and when cornered, exploit small-minded cowardice. Excellent. Uh, and of course, uh, Crowley's was uh, always find somewhere unobtrusive to stand, right? And uh, have a lie prepared to get out of trouble. And you had a third one somewhere, I think. Always watch my back. That's useful for when I say, oh, you didn't notice the ant sneaking up on you. <laughs> it's a giant murder ant right behind you. I expected the giant murder ant. <laughs> Nobody expects the giant murder ants. <laughs> CSA. And the other one was the Sanctity, I remember correctly, I think. No, I'm just remembering the different magical... Colleges and secret societies. Uh, I think I named mine the Collegius Collegia Scientia Antiquus, and I'm referring. I've been referring to. I've been referring to others as Academia and um, Societas, and he has been referring to the Order. So they, and I think from his other write-ups, mages are not, shall we say, monolithic. And so when I started thinking about Conlegia Societas and Academia, that's, uh, my conception was more monolithic, that these were like the different versions of the same organization across international boundaries. And he starts referring to order, and I think, okay, well, he's uh, signaling that that these are rivals who are dedicated to the political goals of the dominion or the sovereignty, whereas I largely feel myself to be independent from the empire's political goals. It's like we've got our own political goals, and my my ultimate end game would be like it's a conspiracy, one world government under our mage group. So you're you're the wizard Illuminati, is that what you're saying? <laughs> Sure, you're not want to be. You sure you don't want to be the majestic one? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> you want to be the illuminated one, don't you? Yeah. When I'm talking to Quentin, I can say stuff like, "I want the I want the archmages to be the illuminated, the secret masters." But maybe it's unspoken and understood that I want to be one of them too. 
Right, so when last left our pirates, you had just dashed out of the jungle into a clearing um, where a half-excavated ancient habitation site of one of these um, ancient kingdoms uh, sprawled out before you. The building style being kind of a mix between Mesoamerican and uh, Babylonian. No, no pyramids, but kind of blocky buildings, paint, mm -hmm. uh, yep, reliefs, reliefs with animals, and um, yeah. no pyramids. So some streets have been excavated, uh, kind of like early excavations of Mount of uh, what's that beneath Vesuvius? Yeah, Pompeii and Heraclium. Pompeii, yeah, that's the one. Anyway, it's crawling with the worker ants. You can probably see 50, 60 of them uh, at least um in the near vicinity um yeah i'm loading my pistols yeah and are there any places they don't seem to be going where they aren't crawling around um they seem to like the excavated part of the of the city or city is a bit generous uh, i should more I should, I should say outpost rather outpost or village they seem to like that and they're not so much crawling all over the uh, the still occulted, overgrown portions. It's unfortunate because it'd be easier to examine the reliefs over there, but I am not out to anger them at the moment. So yeah, let's look over at that overgrown part, I suggest. Sounds good. Raise a finger up, but you know, these ants are avoiding that for a reason. You are welcome to go mingle with them if you like. I don't want to mingle with the ants. I'm just pointing this out. We should proceed with caution. As always. So, but we still have ants between us and the overgrown bits, don't, don't we? Uh, some. Yeah, I mean, you can always circle around. Let's circle. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll take point. I'll move forward and see if we can get past these ants. Check out real quick if, because if, not all of you have stealthiest skills, right? Oh, no. Mm. There's so many skills in this game, you can't possibly <laughs> cover everything. Kind of the point. But I, I, at least um, at least Crowley should have Stealthy. Um, and yeah. I just want to make sure that uh, we get this right. I think possibly you can help beginner's luck with a skill. Because the noisiest of us has to roll, right? Yeah. Exactly, and it would be <laughs> it would be one of uh, one of the ones without the skill. Mm -hmm. Skills may help skills and stats, of course. Okay, so you, if you're skilled, then you can help a beginner's luck test. Okay, that makes sense. So, which one of um, Susan and Wilton has the lowest speed? I got speed of four. What did Susan got? Four. One of you gets to roll, uh, and the others get to help. It's about to say, maybe it comes down to who's got more stuff. Ted, call it. Even odd. Oh, Lord. Odd. Even. I get the roll. Great. All right. For the purposes of, of Crowley recording a test, I'm thinking I'm not going to do observation here with the ants. I think they are busy doing other things. So uh, we're going to do a flat obstacle, too. So for, for the purposes of Crowley's advancements it's an obstacle to stealthy test whatever that counts as for crowley um because he's helping he gets he gets to record that test for susan you get to record pretty sure it's a routine before doubling so you should record uh, stealthy under skills being learned 
and mark one circle or dot, whatever it's called. So how much help do I get? Uh, you get one from each of them, I'm pretty sure. Neither of them has a five. Not going to spend any Artha at this point. And our base obstacle two. Oh, before you roll and before you decide to spend any Artha, right? If you succeed, you're going to get there, no problem. Uh, if you don't, the hive is going to be alerted. And you know what that means, right? Defenders come out eventually. Maybe not right away, but it's going to mean bad stuff. So decide what you want to do. Still not going to spend any Artha on it, though. Ooh, I got sixes. I can spend a fake point. Yes, six sixes. You, you, you devil's love child. <laughs> <laughs> I succeed. Oh, I All can right. do that one again. Just, so you, just... Spend, you spend a fate then. Yes, I did. And that goes against my speed. Yes. How, how do we see Crowley helping Susan and Wilton successfully navigate the underbrush, the, 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 clear-cut, the almost clear-cut underbrush to kind of circle around and get to the overgrown portions of the settlement. I think probably pointing out the best path of that looks like a, we can slip through there easily without disturbing anything and keep cover between us and the ants, that sort of thing. Yeah. I imagine also sort of grabbing hold of Wilton's arm and saying, oop, nope, 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 stop. Perfect. All right, you get you get to that side unmolested and undetected, hopefully. Climb up the ruins of the of the building, I guess, through the underbrush. It's almost like um, you know, walking up uh, a hill and then you know, uh, le levering yourself up to the ceiling, quote or the roof, quote unquote, which is you know, uh, waist height. <laughs> you know, when you're standing in the in the slope, it's so overgrown and so over. Um, over-earthed, so to speak. Much like the Mayan city ruins are. We're here. We're here, man. Uh, what do you want to look at? We want to see if there are any exposed bas-reliefs or inscriptions that, uh, you know, have not managed to be covered over by Earth. Hmm. See if we can get some information here. There's probably some stout sticks we can use to sort of dig away at some of the walls. Didn't bring a shovel. Well, I mean, you could you could do that, yes. Start digging for things. <laughs> you could you could attempt to survey the area if you wanted to. So it depends a little on what you do, or or if you have some knowledge or you want to open up knowledge of of uh, ruins of the ancients, wiser or something, right? Then you can attempt that to say like, oh, oh, they totally have like around around doorways. They had they always had these particular really elaborate reliefs with information about the dweller or whatever, or the family living there or something, right? If you want to make a, a statement. You could do you know, do both. I'm just grabbing a stick and starting to dig away at the wall. Well, I think it's probably a, a good idea to have a single role and then somebody can help. Is there a surveying skill? Are we talking about an ancients-wise skill? Yeah, you can open up. If you don't have it, you could always have, like, my suggestion would be something like Ruins of the Ancients or... Uh, ancient architecture wise or uh uh you can tell me what skill you think you're you're opening in terms of wise and that will let you dictate things in the fiction right wouldn't observation work observation is for detecting stealthy uh characters and monsters if you just want to look around and see what you can find without having without uh, making a declaration yourself you can you could just use a 
perception. Look around and see what you can see. In which case, all of you might roll, uh, or rather, all of you might help. <laughs> or one rolls, the other helps. The others help. If it's more like um, you want to open up a skill, then then you, the others might help with something like ditch digging or um, a similar wise. So I got to decide how active or passive I want to be in this. I don't know. My perception's pretty good, but the qu absolutely quickest way would just be to do a perception test. See what you can spy if if you look around. It depends on on how how much you wish to be a participant in establishing traditions and and elements of this ancient culture. I'm going to go with the perception route. I'm going to defer my responsibility there. So we all can roll on this, or we can at least help with the perception with our perception. Right. So Susan will will test uh, perception, and and you guys can help if you're if, if you're interested in in aiding her in locating reliefs, carvings, you know, anything with an inscription or a, or a pictogram or something. Well, I, I definitely will help, but I can only help with one die because it got perception of three. I'll help as well. Now, the longer you stay here, obviously, the more the higher the chance that you're going to be discovered or or noticed by the ants or something else. So that would be the failure condition. Success, of course, means you, you discover something meaningful. Okay. So am I at uh, two modifiers? Is Crowley actually interested in keeping an eye out for stuff? Yeah, because she's leading me to the treasure. Cool, cool, cool. Then one from Crowley, one from, uh, from Wilton. Uh, base obstacle, or obstacle straight up, since you have perception. <laughs> have to open it. Yeah, I think given how overgrown this place is, uh, it's probably a three. Seven against three is a pretty good odds, I think. That this is the way. You can roll all ones. Yeah, and then I spend my persona, and I roll eight ones instead of seven ones. <laughs> and I'm down in a, and I'm down a persona. Are you going to spend Arda? I'll spend fate if I get sixes. And and need it. Ooh, got one six. So spend that feed. Take that down to four. Three ones, man. That's that's really rotten. <laughs> uh -huh. Thank heavens. Uh, you don't draw the attention of anything. You manage to still keep uh, keep uh, hidden enough. You don't take so long that uh, you know you risk exposing yourselves to um, to the attentions of, of the ants or anything else. And yeah, I do think you find, I think you find a, you know, what is equivalent to like a stone, you know, what would be like uh, in a modern city, it would be uh, great big uh, neon letters on the, on the lip of a building, building's roof, right? Uh, but here it's like, um, it's like that uh, uh, plaque that's always at the front of saloons in Western movies, right? That you can hide behind and shoot from. Um, except it's stone and it's a, it's this elaborately carven um, elaborately carven carven uh, 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 wall essentially like a it's pierced through you can peer, peer through it there there are vines crawling through it and it's it's uh, it has uh, pictograms and figures and what look like maybe lizards and stuff all stylized highly stylized. Hey, ma'am. Well, if we take our machete and uh, clear some of this a little bit. We can look around these lizards and so forth and glean what linguistics we can out of it. So 
I think I will need to apply my symbology to... Uh, I think you don't even have to roll symbology to recognize that one of the symbols, uh, one of the central symbols in this thing is um, the symbol you've been noodling on for the last few weeks. Yeah, so it must be very close. I wonder if we're even standing over it right now. Because I have not seen this anywhere else but on the map. Yep. This is the rune that I've been associating with the guardian of the sanctuary. You've probably seen it in textbooks. Oh, right? textbooks. Okay. Or, or like a rubbing that some master had in his study, right? But you haven't you haven't seen it uh, in context before, other than the map. Okay. Does this provide any new context that makes it clearer to me? That would certainly be a sim- symbolism test. I think that I think that my imagination is a player over the last few weeks led me off in a certain direction, which may have been false. Possibly, possibly. Symbology. So this is still foreign pictogram, so we're still dealing with an obstacle five. So it's it's a meanie. Oh, that's rough. Dang. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get any help from us. No, I'm sure not. You have uh, ancient obscure history, just doctrine, sorcery. You can fork those in. I've got sorcery. So if this may I ask both Wilton and Crowley how how superstitious are you guys? No more than any sailor, which means yeah, I throw salt over my shoulder. I don't you know put my hat in my bed, things like that. Neither of you have any kind of uh, trait, right? A belief or trait that says like superstitious or uh, no, no, no. Well, I'm paranoid, but that's usually about other people. All right, no, I, I don't think I don't think they can help in this case, unfortunately. Right. And again, if you spend time here trying to noodle out, okay, what does this mean in this context? That's also going to put you in a position where you, you, you're at risk of being discovered by someone or something. So what is it going to be? I've seen this applied in a magical context. I've probably never seen it in a spell. So sorcery would be a tenuous, a very tenuous um, I think I allowed you sorcery as a fork previously because it it's uh, part of a language that is an antecedent, like a, an ancestor to to um, the magical traditions in the empires you come from, right? And of course, the map had was obviously like a wizard's map. <laughs> really, I don't know, six or even seven against five. Depends if the devil is on your side this time or or not, right? <laughs> Well, he never is. I must be on too righteous of a mission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it may be more... You did have that pesky proto-belief about making sure that the power didn't fall into good, into the hand, the, that the power should go to uh, good hands. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and now I've changed it. I mean, there's always the implicit belief that my hands are good. <laughs> but I am considering an alternative of... Saying that I've got I've got paper and a charcoal stick, I'm going to make a rubbing of my own to make the symbology later on when I'm in a more secure position. Do you have adventuring gear or writing gear? Well, that takes the that takes the air right out of my lungs because does either Wilton or <laughs> because all gear and all kits being like eight resources. Uh, traveling gear is one resource point, so that should be fine. I see. 
But if you didn't have traveling gear, but you had writing supplies, then I, I would go with that as well. I own my own set of clothes. Still don't have any shoes, right? I might still a pair of boots off one of the dead bodies. I don't know. I have traveling gear. Ah, well, okay. There we go. So if, if Crowley's willing to part with some charcoal and, and uh, some paper or something. Sure, sure. This is going to lead us to the treasure, right? It seems like a solid land, yes. I have not seen this in many other contexts besides this treasure that we're looking for. So I'm thinking that the, uh, the way to go is to take a rubbing now and, and, and study it later on when, we're, when we've got measly little fortifications built up around us or we're hiding up a tree or something. What you mean is you want to get the context around the 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 symbol here? Yes, it's like I don't. I'm I'm feeling the time pressure. Mm-hmm. So detailed study is not what I'm doing yet. Right. But what I'm saying is, you have the symbol. If you only want the symbol, you already have it on the map. But if you want the context of the symbols around this symbol right now on this stone structure, right? Uh huh. Then it would be worth taking a rubbing, right? If you want to understand the new nuances right yeah yeah that's that is definitely my intent okay excellent so that's fine the, you know you can you can take a rubbing it takes a moment now if anything else doesn't uh leap out of us maybe we should repair to a safe place before you know something does safe place i know there's no safe place anywhere on this continent or probably within two miles of shore i mean you know it's all relative so I guess we look for a big old tree to go climb up. Unless, of course, you want to try to go back to the boat. And then we're not going to be able to get to the boat without some considerable risk of losing the way back to this place. And I guess layout-wise, where we are, where the ants are, and this other camp. What's the configuration there? Uh, well, the camp would be north of you. Uh, the ants are... Uh, well, to one side of you, let's say east of you, um, and the the ship is even further north on the coast. You want to check the camp? Seems to be on our way back, and maybe they have figured out a way to keep the ants from overwhelming them. Or it's an empty camp filled with ants chomping on the remains of them. Either way. Well, we did see smoke. <laughs> That's true. And it's on our way back. Roughly, yeah. We want to make sure that uh, when we're coming back loaded with treasure, they don't get in the way. Well, if we do go through a camp, we're going to have to sneak in someplace because... But, yes, obviously. But you, we're not going to walk up and announce ourselves, no. no. Uh, yeah, it'd be good to find something out, uh, something out about them first before we have to see them face-to-face. So you make your way uh, back, mm-hmm. circling around, back the way you came? Trying to be more conscious of ants and centipedes and millipedes and spiders and whatever god-awful things are in this damn forest. Yeah, once you're into in under the canopy of the, the trees again, the vegetation gets a little thicker and, and uh, the like thick smells of, um, of uh, rot and um, insects and, and uh, heavy fragrances of flowers you can't see yet. So yeah, you you make your way through. You can probably hear uh, before you see um, the camp itself. You can hear somebody chopping wood, and you can hear low, like in the distance, kind of muted voices. So I think you guys 
hunker down, stay here. I'll sneak ahead to get a, a scout out of what we got here. Sounds like a good idea. Agreed. All right. Uh, then give me a stealthy, and I'll roll their roll like observation for whoever's keeping a lookout. And of course, you know, if you fail, you're going to be spotted. It'll be just Crowley. I'm not spending any art, uh, so what's my obstacle? Going to be whatever they roll. Do you want me to roll first, and then? Yeah. Okay. Uh, one is your obstacle. Okay. Woohoo! Success. Just one six, though. So Satan isn't quite on your side yet. Well, I succeeded, so it's okay. <laughs> decided to spread the sixes out this time. <laughs> the camp. It has like a main, like a road, quote unquote, right? And there are tents haphazardly set up on either side of the road, quote unquote. There's kind of a clear hewn perimeter, but it's not manically or milita- militarily clean hewn or, or clear cut. Uh, it's it's a little more like, uh, yeah, we're we're clearing some stuff just so we see a little and then the camp has either become demoralized or, or they didn't have the discipline required to follow through. Uh, so you have, you have plenty of like little stumps and, and, and clumps of undergrowth to crawl around uh, to hide behind. And there's a little natural hill on one side of the camp, which, which the main quote-unquote road leads to. Somebody has, has used carpentry to make like wooden steps up this little hill. The hill is about... Uh, an average man's height in height. And on top of this hill, there's, it's not a tent. It's more like a wooden platform with, looks like it might be like a repurposed sail for one of the boats you saw down by the, the water. Uh, it's, it's, it's being used as a, like a roof or a, like a sun, sun protection. And there's a table up there. There's a short, stocky individual sitting up there uh, drinking something there's a you can see a bottle in the distance glinting and the camp has what look like you would say they're probably just ordinary workmen right they look kind of dirty they look uh, a little a little uh, hollow-eyed like uh, they're tired they haven't eaten properly um there's a little cooking section with a, a kettle going um and a very skinny cook kind of lazily stirring the pot that's never a good sign. A skinny cook. <laughs> so about how many? Oh, you're probably dealing with uh, with uh, uh, 18 individuals, all told. They don't look sick. They just look tired and demoralized. Uh, and you can probably hear, at this distance, you can probably hear that most of them sound like they're sovereignty um, folks. So some sort of fantasy faux French. So it's like the... The guy up on the hill seemed the the least demoralized, like he's like a leader type or something. Yeah, you can't see him qu- quite clearly. He's kind of um, sitting a little uh, at an angle. There's that sail that keeps fluttering down, half obscuring him, but he's drinking something up there. It seems like, yeah, he seems the least demoralized. Maybe it's the leader, maybe what have you, right? He's not barking anything or t- talking to anyone, though. So I'm also looking for any any signs that they've been doing investigation of the of the ruins oh sure yeah there there are definitely like uh digging tools uh picks and shovels out and about 
uh, and you can probably peer into one of the tents, which is more like a, a, a tent tool shed, right? It's a good bet that these are the guys who have been excavating the, the ruins. If I can spot any papers or where it looks like, oh, they've been, they dug up this thing and they've been investigating it. Or if there's something that came from the ruins that is small enough that I could grab, I'd want to do that. Uh, with three successes versus one, you could probably chance, you know, darting in and peering into a couple of the tents, but you don't see anything other than cots and maybe the odd chest uh, and no no particular papers. No tables with uh, artifacts that they've no. got there. Okay. Uh, you don't see very many actual weapons. That's that's an important element as well. Like uh, besides, like everybody maybe having a knife for eating. Nobody has a firearm. Uh, nobody seems to be seriously armed. There's maybe I think you maybe spy like a, like a cutlass leaned against the table up on the platform, but that's it. I don't see anything that seems that would be unusual. That I you know I'm I'm thinking how they are the ants just not interested in this area or something or the ants oh uh you can't figure out quite why it may be that it's far enough away or, or yeah it's a it's a little bit of a mystery unless you want to like open giant ants wise <laughs> and make and make an, uh, an assumption that seems more of a job for sawbones make my way back to where i left the other two and kind of lay out everything for them yeah, they don't look like a, a military group. They've obviously been doing some some digging and investigating, but I couldn't find any anything that makes me believe that they found anything that they were interested in. And you mentioned that they were looking demoralized? Yeah, it looks like they've probably been here a while and living out in the jungle hasn't treated them terribly well. I wonder if uh, they've been stranded or if they're ship has been overlong and returning. I don't know if they're desperate yet, but maybe if they get desperate enough, they'll be open to a dialogue. If we can offer them a way out of here, they can help us uh, with the ants while we're here. If they know something about keeping the ants at bay. But their sovereignty, I mean... Yeah, and they're... They're pros, man. I could probably... I don't know if this would be out of character, but they're probably getting about right for a revolution. <laughs> we can start talking to them about uh, overthrowing their uh, their oppressors and their overseers. Either one of you speak sovereign? I am sure that my background, I didn't have trouble speaking to Dominion people. I probably wouldn't have terrible difficulty speaking to sovereignty because... If it parallels our own history at all, it's like, well, all of the nobles have to know French. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think languages this is going to be a big skill in this particular game. Um, communicating with isn't going to be a big problem. Pirate crews are made up of people from all the different places, so yeah. you pick up languages. I mean, I know enough to get slapped in any brothel, so yeah. Well, we could try like grabbing one of them who's away from that group, like, you know, he goes off to the latrine and we grab him and we could question him. Well, you said you saw someone cutting a tree down. Could we grab him? Yeah, anybody who's off away. Because yeah, the guy on the hill seemed like he, he had people with him, right? 
he seemed to be on his own up on the platform, but I mean, while it is on the edge, it's also elevated. So if something were to happen, everybody will see. Unless you, unless you roll like, you know, six over and stealth, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the situation hasn't changed significantly. So, uh, Crowley could stealth in on the same roll, and then he would have to make a different test to to grab somebody. Obviously, if you want to have backup with you, then we have to roll for maybe Wilton, and you would have to help Wilton. Now we're in a different situation, right? But up to you what you want to do. Flex my muscles and said, "I can always, you know, help you grab somebody." In as friendly as context possible. Yeah, it'd be friendly. It's not. It's not make. I didn't say kill somebody so right maybe you have to knock him unconscious first but you know let's question somebody knock him unconscious <laughs> they probably have more alcohol than we to make them feel good after we've grabbed him that's a pirate's invite to a private conversation clonk <laughs> <laughs> you know your business so i'll trust you to it so what's the plan what do you want to do well we'll sneak in and grab somebody yeah, sneaking you in there is going to be the difficulty thing. I could could just go try sneaking up to the, the boss guy and just talking to him and uh, see if I could get something out of him. Well, hopefully he won't stop and say, Epic Wah! They didn't seem like a military type, so maybe that's our best option. If you want to go talk to him, I can get close so I can kind of... Like, Pick pull up one of my pistols and wave around. Yeah, we can get you guys kind of close to where I'll be running if uh, things go sideways. Make sure your pistols are loaded. Yeah, double check that. Sound like we're opening a dialogue. Uh, Pirate dialogue. Dialogue. (laughs) (laughs) I think we spell that parlay, right? (laughs) Parley-voo. It's French. <laughs> okay, so uh, you reposition yourselves, right? So you you have the same avenue of escape if if um, Crowley wants to run away. And yeah, um, yeah cool. Yeah, Crowley, you you sneak in. You uh, you crawl up the back of this little hill. Before you know it, you're up on the platform, and um, you're kind of looking at the side slash back of this frumpy clothed. Really short, stocky, broad-bearded individual with uh, what looks like a really expensive glass in his hand uh, with uh, what smells like maybe brandy. He's swishing around and lazily slurping. Hasn't noticed you. Just him? Yeah, just him. There's some uh, ration bits on the table. Uh, You can see... Uh, on the table, there's a, a um, well, not a map, but it's kind of like a sketch of the excavation. You, you recognize it right away with some notes uh, scrawled on in the margins. It's being held down by like a candle candle holder and and a, a tankard and stuff, right? In my usual style, I'll uh, I want to be where I can't be seen from the camp mm-hmm. up there. And if there's like a another empty chair near the table, I'll go sit down in it and say, uh, good day to you, sir. <laughs> yeah, this individual like spit sprays uh, brandy like, <laughs> like that. It's a waste of good brandy, sir. 
half half jumps out of his chair, starts scrambling around and turns around, sees you. You notice now that this this is probably not a human being. This is probably one of those dwarves that you've heard about. Very rare occurrence. And he's like, he looks a bit like surprised, panicked, shocked. Uh, and then like there's there's like uh, something like that, uh, that might amount to joy crawling into his his broad blotchy face. Ah, you are a rescuer. You have come at last. Welcome, my son. Uh, and he st- starts like uh, uh, he rushes at you like, <laughs> to embrace you. <laughs> kind of step back, holding out a hand. You know, it's like yes. Oh. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, why is there danger? You haven't encountered the the giant ants. Well, well, yes, of course. They, they, they stopped the entire excavation. It's, it's, a, it's a disaster. But finally, you are here. You can bring the cannons. We can blast them all to hell. Maybe later. Uh, why don't you tell me uh, how, we're, how things are, are progressing as I look over the, his uh, map? It was going fine. It was going fine. And, you know, he starts becoming <laughs> engrossed. <laughs> and like, oh, yeah, I'm going to give my report. <laughs> <laughs> so... Like it was going fine. We were almost into the second uh, subterranean chamber, and and then uh, uh, those assholes from the the Dominion showed up, and they they shoot us away, and then and then the ants moved in, and um, you've already seen the ants, uh, of course, of course you have, they're everywhere, buggers, and then um, uh, but but it, it went steadily on, uh, and we made the good progress, but we've been stuck here now for I think a month and a half. It's been a nightmare. It's been a nightmare. We're almost down to uh, to uh, to have a ration per man per every every other day, a little uh, <laughs> every other day. <laughs> Should start eating ant. Probably tastes like crab. <laughs> you haven't made it back since the ants moved in, huh? No, no. We we can't even get close. The the large bastards they they come after us and and uh, they ate Pierre. Uh, they they chopped him clean in two. Yes, I've seen that. Terrible. Yes, awful. But uh, now you are here with ship. You can bring cannon, and we can blow them up, all of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. We do have some cannons. Excellent. Excellent. Getting the cannons here is going to be a bit of a trek. Uh, that will be fine. Uh, uh, I, I will. Uh, I will uh, marshal the men, and you will marshal your men, and and we will have the cannon here before before uh, nightfall. And we can make plans, and we can blast the bastards. Yes, yes, that's uh, certainly worth consideration. So, uh, looking at his map again, and going, so you were, so you made it. How far right here? You were in this you know, trying to get some information out of him, more information on where they, what their goals were. Okay. <laughs> hmm. I'm thinking it may be a persuade to get him to uh, kind of. Uh, let you know more without seeing more of what you have brought, right? Mm-hmm. Let's see. I think it's probably going to be against his will, but I think I'm going to give you uh, two advantage dice, one for being the first living person <laughs> <laughs> to show up here in a long-ass while, and another because you have at least said that you have a cannon, so things can keep, things can proceed, right? Mm-hmm. So... Ob five, two advantage dice. Uh, and of course, you can try to fork stuff in if you want. Yeah, I'm going to fork in falsehood because I'm doing some lying here. In the context of, well, okay, yeah, you're presenting yourself as someone other than you are. So you're, <laughs> yeah, fair. I'm not his rescuer, no. <laughs>
six versus five. Uh, Arte, you want to spend? Yeah, I'm going to have to spend some more of that. Any uh, stakes you want to present me with here on? Yeah, I think the simple thing is like uh, uh, if you if you don't make it, I mean, A, he's not going to vouchsafe any, anything further and he's going to press the issue of like, okay, let's get everybody, you know, organized and, and get on with uh, dealing with the ants. If you succeed, he's going to start feeding you the information you want. Okay. Because that's your intent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Two advantage and a fork and I'll spend a persona and we'll hope this goes better than usual. And the obstacle was five. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, here's where the devil is on your the side. Devil, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Praising. <laughs> yeah, so he he uh, starts to uh explain like, "Oh, well, yes, uh, as agreed, we uh, we uh took us two weeks to to uh, uh to activate this part and um uh, we made it as far as the second chamber, subterranean chamber. Uh should be just a uh, a short stairway down to the uh, the well itself. Um uh, we were uh making good headway. We were ahead of schedule until uh, until uh, the Dominion bastards uh, showed up. That was uh, unfortunate. But uh, I, I don't think they uh, made much headway. They uh they left soon after. Uh, apart from taking off we- most of our weapons, they they, uh, they left us uh, unmolested. I think they may have encountered some difficulties. Surely, hope so. But uh, as I was saying, uh, uh, the second subterranean chamber is uh, all of that is uh, is open, and uh, and uh, it, it should be a, a trifle to reach uh, the well proper. And uh, well, I haven't been down there myself, obviously. Uh, I don't know if the Dominioners uh, came down. Uh, that that's that far but it, sh- it should be uh, a, a day a two-day work uh, at most uh once we clear the ants and that should be the final chamber from your research were you expecting any sort of um difficulties there with the the well any guardians or creatures that that would be the the purview of uh, of of you types of course uh i, I it's not none of my business. Um, okay. I assume you have your your witches and wizards with you. Uh yes. Of course. Since they will know, uh, and uh, I would suggest you send them in first, so nobody makes a, a full mistake uh, and triggers something uh, unpleasant. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't want uh, anybody getting infected with some strange uh, magic parasites or something. <laughs> In any case, place the order. Uh, <laughs> have, have some brandy. <laughs> mm, oh, yeah, I'll take. I'll partake a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Meanwhile, in the bushes, are going. So it looks like they're having a conversation up there. Wonder what they're talking. Is he drinking? <laughs> drinking. The bastard. He's drinking. Pop a couple of mouths of food. Uh, and right. go, uh, I think I have to head back where I I left. The group, I, I didn't want to draw the attention of the ants by trying to move everybody through here. Smart man. <laughs> so you guys uh, hang tight, and I'll be off. All right, we'll, we'll wait for your return. Give him a good clap on the back. Good work. Head out. Thank you. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> As you're leaving, you're like, <laughs> men, we are saved. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that looked like it went well. They're like the engineers or something. They're they were just doing the the digging, and I'll say you know, I'll I'll recite to see whether this um, sparks anything with the the sawbones. You know that we're nearly at the well. Talk to the chamber to get to the well, and yeah, and I'll 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 sketch out kind of what I saw on the map in the dirt there. He says that the Dominion has withdrawn. Yeah, well, I think we saw. We, didn't well, we probably them. met them, yes. Yes, we met them. <laughs> so they obviously, somewhere between the well and uh, their ship, got infected with the, the thing you guys saw. So let's not do that. Well, it's get attacked and undefiled. This is very exciting. Did you find out how they are keeping the ants away? They didn't have any advice there. They just apparently don't come into this area. They're expecting us to bring some cannons to blast the ants. Well, we got grape shot. I think that would work, but... Yeah, something anti-personnel. I'm reluctant to willy-nilly blow the ruins to smithereens. Some chain shot would work to clear some trees out of the way, but it's getting the cannons off the ship. Right. We probably need, uh, well, everybody. Plus... Boats? Would the boats even take the weight? It would take one. So we'd be ferrying guns all day, and then the ship would be without guns. I would say taking the ones off there facing the shore. We don't need them all. Couldn't we just make a run for this chamber? I point to on his map and just sort of go down there. We know where it is now. Well... I think he was implying that there was still some obstruction to be excavated between the second chamber and the well. Maybe they left their tools down there. Maybe. But I getting mean, the workers in there is also um, ants. important. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and ants. If ants are crawling around in the subterranean chambers, we are going to need help. We don't scratch my back or something else down there, you know. Yeah. yeah. I think we should pursue this uh, partnership for as long as it's uh, workable. So maybe we uh, should bring a few cannon up. Maybe we should get a better issue. You, I point to her, should get a better look of that map or whatever he has. I am very anxious to do that, yes. Maybe you should introduce us. What is um, the relation of your cabal with uh, the sovereignty. People on my level at the chapter house wouldn't have direct relations with them. I always suspect that up at the Archmages, the Archmages probably talk to each other. I wouldn't imagine that they're antagonistic towards each other, but, you know, there's always personal rivalries. and Not entirely sure. That's out of character. That's an outgrowth of me having to recognize the... The divide between how I was thinking of magic groups in this world and how uh, Wilhelm has written that they tend to be small groups, that they tend to be more clannish. It's possible the Conlegia has chapter houses in the sovereignty as well, but it would be naive to think they're the only group, right? Right, right. It's entirely likely that um, our rivals are probably more dominant in that country than we are. And uh, I don't know whether I would imagine that 
the Dominion personnel that we met are definitely pursuing goals that are not congruent with our own. Probably not yours. <laughs> right. At least. I mean, you know, I kind of feel the tug of the ancient blood, and I'm like, well, you know, if he's a sorcerer, you know, keeping him alive is probably a good thing. But, you know, somebody somebody saw to that, and it's out of my hands. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, 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 that's water under the keel, and uh, okay. let's just move forward. I'm, I'm sure that this uh, workman is, I mean, he'll probably be satisfied that I am a witch, and I probably don't need to uh, give him a secret handshake or anything. Yeah, though, we go get our crew and bring cannons. I don't know whether we'll be able to pull off that we're a sovereignty ship. Oh, no, because you guys don't have uniforms. Keep in mind that um, the the dwarf, the head here, he didn't react to uh, Crowley not being dressed in, in particular colors or having a, a coat of arms or anything like that. Yeah. At this point, they may be desperate to take whatever help they can get. So. Oh, yeah, that was the other the other option was just that, hey, we're here. We got a ship. We can get you out of this hell-forsaken place. You just got to help us. Yeah. Yeah. And we do so with crew and cannon behind us. You know, that'd be a nice little incentive. I mean, you, you lost most of your Marines, unfortunately, in the, <laughs> in the woods here. Oh, we, no, we did say we were leading half with the captain. You, you, yes, we yes. We did. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not saying that your crew is undermanned or anything. It's just that. It was a rough, uh, a rough trip yes. here, yes. <laughs> well, our first difficulty is getting back to the ship. We're near their camp, and there may be an easier way from their camp back to shore. I, I don't think it's a meaningful uh, you know, test, test situation. If you want to make it back, you can make it back. No, no problem. All right, so we head back to the ship. Cool. Back to the beach. The ship uh, anchored in... In the water outside, so your your little land landfall boat, whatever they're called. Yeah, we take the launch back to the boat. Then, oh, you're met with a bunch of faces looking over the gunnels. Uh, Fat Charlie among them. Somebody calling out, "What happened to the rest of you?" <laughs> we'll explain when we get back, get up there. <laughs> they help you up onto the deck. They're all like ringed around you, like uh, eager, excited to hear what what's happened. Giant ants! I'm making the hand motions, big pincers, and they oh, one eye chart, one eye chart, they got got bitten half by one. We found the site. We have found some marooned engineers, excavators. Who, uh, but uh, I think they'll work with us. Yes, we need to get some of the cannons so we can take care of any of these over-aggressive ants and also to show the the uh, sovereignty engineers that uh, we're in charge here now. All right. There's maybe a brief cameo with a captain where he's basically like holding his bandaged head, uh, like nodding and like, yeah, the, what Crowley said. <laughs> <laughs> he do. <laughs> what about the cannons? Do you take one? Do you take two? Um, What's the deal there? Well, I figure the boat can only handle maybe one. One at a time, yes. Well, two is better than one, but we'll need a, a crew for each one, and we'll need more people to, to haul them. How many 
do we think we can haul through the jungle with the people we have? Yeah, we have the sovereignty engineers with that too. If you take one there and then bring some engineers to help haul the other cannon, then that would be quicker, yeah. But, uh, you, I mean, you would need at least one. Having two cannons would give you an edge if, if there's more than more than a few warrior ants. Yeah, we definitely want to have a backup. So are we doing it right now or are we going to wait till morning to do it? Yeah, it would probably be better to do it the next day. Uh, you could get the cannon ashore tonight, but... So we'll probably do that, and then next day we'll work on hauling the one cannon there, and then we'll get the help to get the other one. All right. Yep. Since you have a group, I mean, you have your pirates to help, and you can recruit the engineers to help carrying, carrying and hauling stuff, shot and powder and cannons and such. I don't think there's necessarily like a power test necessary for any of you. So that's done, right? You, you, uh, it's maybe midday the next day when, when you have uh, the cannons in, in camp, right? And you have um, all your stores uh, and you can begin to plan for, you know, how to, how to position the cannons and how to draw out the ants and so forth. Um, so what's the mood in the camp now? Uh, yeah, they're, they're a little more uh, hopeful, right? They think you're... Uh, uh, you're their uh, re- relief or rescue, right? Uh, finally, you know, finally their their employer sent some <laughs> some people to come and help them, which they said they would, but then nobody came. <laughs> right? Maybe they encountered the Dominion. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Maybe they tried to recruit um, a certain captain who uh, is not with us. Right. <laughs> Of doing the mission anyway. Because <laughs> <laughs> screw you, railroad. <laughs> so in in the morning, I mean, uh, if you want to, Bonham, Susan, you could uh, obviously skip hauling a bunch of crap, and you could go to camp instead, and you could confer with um, with the uh, foreman, the dwarf, about like, okay, what is the situation? Give, show me the 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 maps the excavation plans you know all that stuff if you want to not by yourself i'm going with her just make for protection okay you want to tag along crowley or do you want to oversee the moving of the cannons go with because i want to make sure that uh if there's any negotiations that they go well well the captain handled the can uh, offloading the cannons here we go of course the captain <laughs> will help organize the others Let's see. That's what he does. He's the captain. So yeah. So you make it there in the in the forenoon, and uh, you make it up to the platform, and and um, you have a little talk, sit down with the with the dwarf who who in, introduces himself as Jean Jacques du Nord. I mean, he's the leader, lead excavator or something. He says, and uh, he introduces you to his foreman, Le Dandon, which he jo- he he, jo- he makes a very bad joke about like how they call him the turkey because he's low to the ground, and then he laughs uproariously. As if it's some sort of joke about his own height. Generally speaking, like the mood is much better in camp. Uh, they, I mean, they're still kind of borderline malnourished. Um, everyone here, but uh, they're they're in much better spirits. So, uh, and Jean Jacques is ev- ever so happy to show you like um, the the map of the um, or the the I should say the drawing more like drawing in the notes he has on the. Uh, on the site, right on the on the outpost that they've been excavating. So you 
to the second subterranean chamber. You were close to the well. I ah, see yes, this is your uh, your witch. Uh, right? Uh, uh, what was your name again? Pointed to Crowley. <laughs> they call me Shadow. Shadow, okay. Oh, interesting name. Uh, we, we, yes, uh, as, uh, that, it, that is the uh, second uh, subterranean chamber, uh, fully excavated, uh, more or less. I mean, we may have left some, some dirt in some of the corners, but uh, who is going to notice it? In any case, yeah, uh, it should be only a matter of clearing the final staircase. Unless the Dominion uh, did it for us. Uh, we haven't been in, in there since the ants showed up. Yes, and I'm anxious to find that out. Of course, of course. Because I hope that uh, I hope they have not uh, unleashed a, a further reckoning that we'll have to clean up, but uh, should not present any special difficulty. Were any rubbings or other notes left behind? Forgive me. Uh, you you mean by us? Or? Were were any were any notes taken from inscriptions within the second subterranean chamber? Not by us, uh, right. m- Madame. Uh, it, it, uh, you understand? Then I will take such notes as we uh, once we get inside and, and start clearing the last staircase. Right? Yeah. Yes. Of course. Uh, you, you, uh, all the people. You know. You know what to do. Of course. Uh, I, I hope you put in a good word for me with the, the solar uh, when you get back. Shall. Uh... I shall give credit where it's due and spread your fame far and wide. Do you intend to do that? I have no reason not to do it, yeah. All right, then, then I'll let you off the falsehood hook for now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, he's he's scribbled down some notes about uh, mainly like structural integrity. And, you know, he points out that uh, oh, I was very surprised that this chamber even stood uh, uh, some very clever ancient engineering ship. Uh, architecture uh, wonders, probably dwarf work. And, um, you know, he points out that uh, if you're interested in uh, in the carvings, uh, I, I do remember that there was an elaborate um, full full wall uh, carving uh, uh, flanking the, the final staircase, which was still uh, f- uh, full of debris and, and, and dirt. You may want to have a look at that uh, once you get down there. So while, while Danton... Uh, the turkey, his foreman, has stood silent for most of this, this uh, you know, interaction. He pipes up all of a sudden, and he looks at specifically at you, Sawbones. And he says, um, what does the order intend to do once you get a hold of this, whatever it is down there? And this, it seems like uh, Jean-Jacques takes this as, uh, like, he's a little surprised, like, uh, wow, this is not your place to ask uh, these questions. Like, he doesn't say anything, because he thinks probably it's up to you guys to say, that's none of your goddamn business, <laughs> your glorified digger band. And um, Danton has this, uh, he, he's kind of a man roughly of your age, Susan, and uh, he has a very minor, like, sovereignty accent. He has a much greater facility with language than any of the others here. And he has this kind of look like he looks very ordinary, except for having a strange intensity in the eyes. Like uh, some kind of fanaticism, or maybe it's uh, just starva- dep- deprivation-fueled intensity. You, know, you can't really tell which. But yeah, he, he seems oddly curious about your intent. Such as this at our disposal... We could begin 
we could hope to begin the reestablishment of civilization on this continent. That, that's what she says. That's all. So, so Dandon, not Dandon, sorry, um, Jean-Jacques the Dwarf, he kind of elbows Dandon in the, I guess, the upper thigh. <laughs> and he's like, ah, sounds pretty good, doesn't it, Dandon? Uh, just, uh, uh, you shouldn't ask them these questions. It's, uh, it's their, their business. It's which business? And Dandon's like, yeah, of course, my apologies. Yeah, was that a lie? Meaning, I don't believe you and I'm going to thwart your efforts. Let's do falsehood versus falsehood. Why don't we? I don't think he would have falsehood per se. So it would be beginner's luck versus you. So let's me, let me roll first, and I'll, I'll if he gets any successes, I'll double them. It's better if you roll first, because uh, then we'll double your successes into his obstacle. Yeah, I don't think I'll spend art. Uh, yeah, one success. See what he does. He gets one success, which is not enough to. He needs two to beat you. So you get the sense that there's. He may be a problem. There's there's an element of like, uh, oh, yeah, of course, yes, we should leave them to consider this, make their own decisions. I think we know who we need to be on the ant bait detail. <laughs> All right. Uh, if, if the rest of this is, is just organizing how to go about um, setting up the cannons and, and doing the work for that, then... Okay, well, can, can we can we just add in one little bit? Could we probably brought some extra rations? Because, if you know, hey, extra food makes everyone that much happier to see us. Absolutely, no problem. You did stock up in dry rum, so it's fine. It's salt pork, you know, and stuff like that. But, hey, it's better than what they've been eating, I guess. Which isn't much. <laughs> Did you ever try cooking an ant? Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, the work goes on, uh, and if you're going to clear stuff, you know that'll take the rest of the day, even even for this team. You have an opportunity now to spend a night at camp if you want, or you could trek back and spend the night on the ship. If there's anything additional you want to do in camp or on the ship before tomorrow's battle, <laughs> then um, let's uh, let's get a look at my new rubbing. Probably, yeah. Look at your rubbing. Does that mean you want to try to do something with the Yes. Okay. Want to understand the context of this rune so that uh, I'll know what to do, and I meet this guardian thing that I think this thing stands for. Okay. I think if you succeed, uh, you're gonna you're gonna finally piece together some some bit here that that's been eluding you. Maybe not the full meaning. It's a it's an extremely esoteric, weird symbol. Uh, you're gonna get something. You're gonna get well on your way. Uh, given that you don't have, you know, a reference library, but if you don't succeed, you are going to draw some unwanted attention. And I'm not talking about ants. <laughs> Not even safer to do on the ship. <laughs> but it's more drama. Right, it's the dundles. <laughs> you can call him the turkey. It's fine. <laughs> I'm otherwise don't know his name real well. I lost a lot of the. Was able to keep hold of Jean Jacques and Le Dondon. <laughs> Mr. Welton, please, uh, please ensure that I have some space and quiet while I uh, concentrate on these writings. We'll commandeer a tent. So, how's that? Yeah, a supply tent with a lantern or candle will be sufficient. Yeah. I'll just stand out front, arms crossed, but hands resting on my uh, pistols. I'm probably still up against five. All I did was defer it. 
sidestepping. All right. So what is forkable? Sorcery is forkable. Yep. Is that pretty much it? Uh, do you have anything else in your skill list that would aid you, you think? Apothecary, astrology, calligraphy, field dress, musical instrument. We could easily do uh, calligraphy, given that calligraphy is the, the writing style that you use in nobility and, and um, the um, like clergy circles. And the nobility here being largely descended from the empires of old, like there would be a line of, it would be descended oh, from that. Traditional line. Yeah. So that's got made a seven. Man, I was really, really thinking about saving that persona for when I'm face to face with this thing. But it's going to be easier to do that if I understand this. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do an Arta. And the base of is five. I'm like eight to five, which is still pretty difficult, I believe. Uh, eight to seven, because the Arta does not count. Okay. Or, or no, sorry, uh, seven to five. <laughs> Numbers can be a bit. Yeah, it's a difficult. Hail Satan, the first... And only law shall be this. You are your own master. <laughs> Ooh, you do have a six. At least teasing you. <laughs> so basically the devil is sitting in a corner like, so how loyal are you? <laughs> I'm loyal enough that I put the sign of one of your servitors on my freaking hand. That's only a bad thing, though. I cannot use that in my favor. It's really itching, though. And I, I'm under the gun, and I have to do everything. You want to sacrifice that goat before you roll that, uh, that six? <laughs> um, have we got one? Well, goat is a, is a, could be a symbolic term as well. You, you have a devoted love puppy outside the tent that you could sacrifice. <laughs> that. You want to prove your loyalty? Just a second. I got a turkey. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, uh, tag out four, four success out of five. <laughs> right. So don't, don't forget to mark your second difficult symbology test. So I think, uh, you are pouring over the map, right? Uh, or the, not the map, the rubbing. And you may be making scrawls, you're maybe making notes and you're, you're thinking back and you're maybe meditating on it. Maybe making making reference to to magical symbols you know, uh, and how they may be related through calligraphy into the the writing language of sorcery and the and the motions. You, yours were like motions, right? Your sorcery was based on motions, not words, right? So there's probably like a symbol. There are symbols that you that you make with emotions that are probably uh, related in some fashion, right? So. You're engrossed in that, deeply engrossed. And before you know, and, and like you, you're, you're maybe pouring over it and you're, and you're, you know, your eyes are closed and you're trying to picture something. And then there's, there's just a, you kind of feel that there's another person in the tent before you hear that there's another person in the tent. So uh, the turkey is there in a corner of the tent, perched oddly, like he was in a different position a moment ago or something. Like he, uh, maybe he's, he, one of his feet was, perched on top of something and now there's nothing there so he's sort of adjusting it to balance himself and he looks at you and he looks at what you're doing and he says um, you are not making any more headway than I have. Not. This has been a very 
this has been a difficult problem. Uh, Wilton, you were standing outside the tent, right? Yes, yes, I was. Uh, make an obstacle one perception test. Regular perception. There it goes. Aha. Yeah, you, you suddenly hear voices in the tent. And it's not just, uh, it, you're very certain that it's not just Susan talking to herself. Yeah, both pistols are out as I sip through the flap and go, you in trouble? You see uh, uh, the turkey, the dandon standing in the tent beside her over whatever, you know, little old table, full out table that she's pouring over. He spares you a, a quick glance and he looks back at um, Bonham. Well, has not made any aggressive overtures. It seems that uh, he has an academic inquiry, which I am only too happy to feel. So he's not a problem? No, I don't think so. Want me to stay in here and make sure he stays not a problem? Make yourself comfortable. I find a barrel and uh, sit there. Pistol still in hand, but now sitting on my on my, on my uh, legs. Bo- both of them. Yeah. He's, he says straight up, I know you are not of the Order of the Solar. Who are you really? Scientia Conlegia Antiquis. Ah, uh, you must mean Conlegia Scientia Antiquis. <laughs> Indeed. I pro- did I start a bug out there? <laughs> <laughs> you started with Scientia. <laughs> Never mind. Doesn't matter. He doesn't say that because you say it correctly the first time. I see. Then perhaps you spoke the truth earlier. You intend to revive the old kingdoms? In my life is deceiving a glimmer of the glory of Uru. Uru restored would be my wildest dream. You are aware the old kingdoms were devil worshippers. We may not want to restore everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but not those parts. (laughs) You know, we're enlightened, but I don't know. Do you believe the Conlegia able to separate the works of devil worshippers from devilry itself. And I have to look at my hand and say, I know that not all of them can, that's for sure. That's uh, interesting. Let me do a little thing. Let's see if he notices the stuff on your hand. He's probably going to, yeah. Uh, no, he does not. He, uh, he is completely oblivious to the, the mark on your hand. He must have been looking at you, like searching your features or something, because he didn't... He didn't but the thing, the blotch on your hand there, the mark of the crawler. <laughs> In this case, it may take more that we would have to be uh, less, shall I say, less beholden to groups and more vetting individuals, loyalty among individuals. So if it might be best if no group takes control. Do you doubt the elect of the Allmaker? Do you doubt that they would have the wisdom required to handle this? The church? A church. A church. They'll certainly be more on guard against the destructiveness of deviltry. There there will probably be no better way to do it. You say that? Yeah? Yeah. Okay, then he definitely says, I am the Maker's servant. I have observed the order of the solar for a long time they are every bit the devil worshiping cults cultists that some of our ancient forebears were they would work ill intent on this world using the power hidden within the well if you are willing to work with me rather to seal it 
as is the will of the maker, then that would go a long way to proving your conlegia a worthy group. This would remain unknown. The whole point is that it would be a secret forever kept. I agree. We bury it. Some of this maybe goes a little over your head, uh, Wilton, but I mean, surely it does not escape you that he's suggesting that, that you seal the place where you're going to get treasure from. Weren't we trying to get some rune or something from the well? This far, because certainly the sailors are drawn by the lure of treasure. And I'll admit that I have been drawn by, in no small part, by a lure of glory. And it's going to take at least a night of searching my soul before I can give you a positive answer. Then I pray your search will be fruitful and that you find me in the morning. And when you find me in the morning, ensure that I am part of one of the cannon crew, if you have found your senses. And I will take care of the rest. Bid you good evening. He nods to you, and then he slowly walks out the door normal, normally. <laughs> I'm content, Flappy. I yep. poke out and make sure he's walk, walking away and not just lingering outside. No, no, he walks away. I come over. I can. I hold pistols up. Take care of it. I look up at you with the most stricken expression you've ever seen on my face. Or or not, and I sort of shove them into my back of my belt. I beg you not to. Give me the knife. But he's going to be a problem. You know, Crowley and the rest are going to go mental if we don't bring back some sort of treasure. They'll do them. It's hard to argue with that. And he's going to be nothing but trouble if you don't say, oh, yes, you can be on the cans. Nah, he'll be nothing but trouble. He'll stir up, stir up trouble. I need an out-of-character break right here. Sure. No problem. <laughs> we could wrap now and, and do Arta Wards and, um, and do the final temple stuff next time if you, if you guys want. It may work in my favor as well, so I'll have an opportunity to read up some, on some rules. I wouldn't mind yeah. talking through the beliefs right here. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Something, yeah, something elder gods and things like that. Yeah, we need to read up on that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of what he said is assuredly like doctrine. So you'll have to consider um, how much of that is, is real and how much of that matters to you and <laughs> how badly do you want to get the treasure, that kind of stuff. I don't want to sacrifice this character, but it did cross my mind just now. I'm like, Sure, seal it up. Seal it up with me inside. <laughs> that would be a fantastic challenge to uh, to um, Wilton's belief about doing whatever the, <laughs> the ladyship wants. If <laughs> yes, the end up doing the Gladrio, all shall love me in despair. <laughs> and I'm, I'm seeing that I have, in this case, there is a contradiction within one belief. Oh. It's not even a contradiction between two different beliefs. Well, that's good. Then it's then uh, you have um, you have some different. You know, you're you're being pulled in different directions here. You're gonna have to if you play that out in a in a, an engaging and convincing way. Then that's mold breaker, right? So to come out of this alive, we should seek temporary alliance. I don't know that I really helped in making that happen, but it has happened. Mm. We have sought temporary alliance. Yes, I would at least give you a, a fate for that. 
since you've been working with both uh, Jean-Jacques and Dindon, and you didn't outright like reject uh, the turkey's uh, offer or suggestion here. So that will lead me to Uru. I must unlock the power of this room. I made a play for it, but I still have not unlocked the power room. Uh, take a fate. You, I mean, you took a rubbing. You attempted uh, to, um, to unlock it, the meaning. It still eludes you, annoyingly. <laughs> you're not sure what you're getting yourself into, and some of these people seem to know more than you do. <laughs> I am as noble as my sister. And since this is out of character, I'm just going to say Her Grace. I'm not going to say all of, all of the titles, as I would have to do in character. I must gain control of the powers of the sanctuary. You know what we should do before we stop? This is a, a common problem I have sometimes when we play the burning wheel um, and we get into a, a, an engrossing social scene. I forget to do the, the social skills, and they certainly factor into judging whether or not you earn things for for your beliefs so okay and it will have possible consequences for the future so let's have you do persuasion with uh dandon the scene will still play out the same way but but his actions are going to be different depending on how you do future actions i'm going to make a note about that this is in the being learned list yes it's will is there anything workable here uh not if you're learning the skill you can spend Arta on it, of course, as usual. Well, I'm at one persona, and uh, because we've always got to hold that one for the mortal wound. And this is this is the horror story, right? Where I tell you that Dandon's wheel is five, so it's going to be doubled to ten. That's going to be your obstacle. So you, if you're lucky and roll a bunch of sixes, uh, you could you could be really convincing in that. Wait, right? Wait, and I'll give you an answer. It's probably not going to happen. He's probably going to take matters into his own hands. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, um, I know that I will fail this. But. Catastrophically fail. You will get a challenging will test, which means that your will goes up to five. Since the scene has already been played, there is no weaseling my way out of this one. <laughs> right now, it pretty much ends the way it already ended. If you, if yeah. you can convince him, it ends differently. No, he doesn't trust you. And there's no additional complications. No, no, no. It's 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 just going to affect how he acts in in the beginning of the next session, right? Okay. Ooh, one. You have, you have a six. <laughs> so, what are the odds of me rolling that six and having it explode six times? Hey, doesn't hurt to spend a, a fate right and record it on wheel. See how see where it goes. So I already had two difficults recorded on Will. Correct. And I now have a challenge recorded on Will. So Will is going to advance. Yep. Will does indeed increase to five, uh, and you get to erase the difficult and challenge dots. So now you need three difficult and one challenging test to uh, to advance to the new. So fantastic, and you earn another fate for. Uh, gaining control of the power of the sanctuary because you at least made the attempt of saying well let me think about this <laughs> i need to make up my mind <laughs> so this will mean uh that he's not going to be trusting you next session he doesn't have confidence in bonham's determination to follow through with uh with like co coming to a decision that's going to be the right decision right and that will affect how he 
thing thou lackest, sell all thy possessions, give to the poor, follow me. <laughs> he could not do him, for behold, his possessions were great. Indeed. <laughs> all right, that's my uh, beliefs. Instincts are never pass up a chance at new knowledge, and when cornered, exploit small-minded cowardice. That didn't happen. I think you put yourself in a bit of a bind here with uh, Dandon, for sure, because you took the time to stay in camp and study the, the symbol. For sure. So take a fate for that. Okay. And do you think you have any traits that put you in a push the story in a, an interesting new direction? Base humility, tight-fisted, class-conscious, frequent bather, marked by the crawler. He did not notice it. Nope. Mark of privilege, gifted sense of direction. I'm not really seeing anything that created additional problems other than perhaps Ladondon being like, you can't trust any mages. Not really. I'd, I mean, I'd, I'd say gifted in this case would have uh, would have been a contributing factor to how he treated you and being drawn to you and asking you questions and like figuring out, okay, wait a minute, there's something up with this witch. So you could take a fate for that. All right. Let's hop on over to Wilton. Yeah, uh, I don't think I, I didn't push either belief one or belief three that much. And number two is never going to, it hasn't happened yet. That may happen next time. Um, did you make any tests? Uh, you helped with the perception, for instance, for finding stuff uh, related to the symbol, which is, it's, it's a stepping stone to finding the treasure, right? So it, there's at least a fate for belief number two. And I kind of went between the two. Uh, I would, I, I will show her the right way, and I will follow her lead. I sort of went between the two of those. It seems to me that maybe you still played the belief that you, you got rid of, right? You'll make sure that she doesn't get into trouble, you know, guarding the tent. And all well, that falls under my trait, my, my instinct. That's fair. Uh, but I didn't shoot him immediately. I mean, I could have shot him immediately. Yep, you probably should have. <laughs> Uh, maybe it's not an instinct. In fact, <laughs> if it keeps happening, <laughs> so I don't. So I, only, I think I only got the one fate. I mean, I got I got a lot of stuff last time, so I'm not too worried. Uh, any traits you think pushed? Um, no. All right, let's hop on over to Crowley. Uh, you certainly avoided getting killed by the giant ants, but there are still ants around. So I think I'm going to give you a fate, right, until we can resolve it next time. If that's fair for, fair with you, should have said ants today, China today. <laughs> <laughs> but you certainly tested toward you know avoiding getting <laughs> discovered by the ants and so forth. So that's good. You also get a fate for um, the treasure in the city since you help with the perception test and and such. And another fate, of course, to ensure that the other group does not interfere with our acquisition of riches. You've figured out that there are some threats here. To your acquisition of riches. I don't think your instincts really came up unless you have a different idea than I do. No. Uh, any traits? I think. Well, certainly the way you, whether this was intentional or not, the, having the leader of the, the group kind of setting himself up there as I'm the leader on the hill was a motivating <laughs> factor for wanting to go mess with him. <laughs> it's a big problem with authority. Um, all right. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, you, we could also probably do paranoid as well, since you, you chose to like sneak into the camp instead yeah. of 
instead of just walking into the camp and uh, you were feeling out uh, the turkey. So you could take two fate for those. Uh, we'll see how desperate the last last leg of this uh, this pirate journey gets, but I, I'm not sure we've reached any embodiment yet. It's maybe a little harder to determine when we have like a shorter, not you know, a little slightly less established uh, you know campaign. So now it's up to you guys to determine workhorse and MVP. So would you like to give the workhorse award of one persona point two? Crowley. Yeah. Well, no, because I was thinking I was thinking of giving him the MVP because he was able to sneak up and deal with uh, Jean Jacques and give him the good graces. That's more MVP than workhorse. Okay. Better definitions than I'll bow to your experience. Then. For the workhorse, I think I would, I would go with uh, with Sawbones. You may not have been completely successful, but you, boy, you were working to try to get us some information about this place. Yeah, yeah. That I agree with, yeah. All right. This persona? Yeah. Okay. If you somehow manage to convince next session, uh, if you convince Dandon that you actually do want to seal this place up and you do it, and you don't get to any um, stuff, that's deedsworthy. If you help Jean-Jacques and his diggers out of this place would probably also be deeds worthy, right? Things that are like a bit of an embuggerance for you and benefit benefits others and not necessarily you directly, that's certainly going to be deeds worthy. Um, and there are other possibilities in the future as well. I like that word, embuggerance. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that should be it for today in that case. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The secret of t- the secret of steel—that's the one. That's Conan in Hyboria. There is no such thing as Hyboria, and the middle of steel is familiar to this movie. <laughs> Jesus, my apologies. A-, a mosquito just crashed into my computer table. Apparently exhausted. <laughs> it just dropped dead. I don't know what happened. Maybe there's a leak, gas leak or something here. I don't know. <laughs> I should probably open a window. One moment. <laughs> it's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday-skypers.podbean.com. Find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.